0: Good evening. Did you know that Calgary leads the country in divorce rates in the summer? And you can chalk that up to the stampede effect. That's what the industry experts say. I'm going to talk about that and other sexual health statistics here tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. The show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. I'm going to start out by letting you know that you can give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell because I have some tickets to give away uh, it's a flashback to Motown review it's Riley ing he sang with the temptations he's very talented he is it's next Sunday the show is at the Edgewater Casino and the doors open at seven and so I have these tickets to give away and um, two tickets for you I've given them away before and uh, they were wildly popular so give me a call if you like if you'd like to bring a special person to that, uh, that performance. It should be fantastic. I've actually heard him perform and he is amazing. Sex in the news this week. How about that Bill Cosby? About thirty-seven women came forward to say that he drugged and sexually assaulted them, but we did not believe them for some bizarre reason. This week Cosby admitted during a deposition that he intended to ply women with quaaludes in the seventies and eighties before betting them. And this seemed to barely phase his wife, Camille Cosby, who also happens to be his business manager. She's allegedly barely phased, but I think perhaps when you, if you were in their own home, uh, things might be a little bit different. She has a lot to lose, but you see this quite commonly. Um, Camille doesn't believe that Bill provided drugs and had sex with the women without their consent, uh, allegedly, is what a source has said. Uh, she's very well aware of his cheating, as a lot of uh, spouses are in marriages. But uh, she doesn't believe that her particular husband is a rapist by any stretch of the imagination. She has a vested interest in standing by her man. And we do see a lot of women stand by their man, only to lose their souls a little bit later when more of the evidence comes out. Um, But denial is a drug, as I say, and it's a whole lot easier to be in denial about your relationship, especially your romantic relationship and the troubles you may have within Tonight on the program, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Sarah Jessica Parker and her humanistic uh, approach versus feminism, which uh, got a lot of people very upset. I'll review why the divorce rate is up in Calgary during the stampede and some of the interesting little tidbits around that, like uh, men taking off their wedding bands and having a spray tan applied Um, so that they can pretend to people that they are not married. Anyway, when the wife finds out, it often leads to divorce. We all need a little coaching now and again. Surely you've heard of business coaches and life coaches, because we can't really handle life by ourselves these days. and We tend to need a lot of support. Maybe that has something to be has something to do with being on our smartphones all the time. I actually saw a woman walking across the street with a baby in a stroller, and she was on her smartphone. I think, seriously, Uh, it can be an addiction, but anyway... She definitely needed a life coach or a parenting coach. But what about a sex coach? Well, Scarlett Wilde, yes, Scarlett Wilde, a former escort, now the leading transformational sex and romance coach, joins me tonight with her tricks and tips on how you can turn your relationship from dull and boring to one that is filled with passion and pleasure and also to deal with the baggage, any baggage you may have brought to this relationship that you're in. Did you also know that approximately one million women in this country suffer with low sexual desire? And I'm going to talk to you about the modest study, which is currently recruiting uh, participants for that research study between the ages of 19 and 65. Yes, you might be surprised that 65 year old women have sex, but they do, 80 year old women and men have sex. Um, so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that study and, and why that study is so interesting to me because we're always trying to figure out why women have low sexual desire. Fatigue is one reason. Medications are another reason. Having had a baby is another reason. The number one time... That men cheat on their wives is after the birth of the first baby, uh, which is very interesting. They can feel left out or neglected and they're definitely not getting sex. And that can continue with each baby uh, that comes along, but it's very common uh, after that time. For This one is a little gift, shall I say, for men and women. I saw a post on Facebook about why women can learn from men. There's a lot we can learn from men, but you may not appreciate that. And, and not just that, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, we're going to get to the point. Uh, but there, you know, it made me think of uh, all that I have learned from men in my career in particular and, and in my life. And so I'm going to share some of those with you. I love the fact that men are straight shooters. They don't beat around the bush. They're a little simpler, uh, which is by no means uh, an insult in any way. Um, but they're assertive, and th- those are some of the things that I have certainly benefited from. As I mentioned, Scarlett Wilde is going to be uh, here, and I'm looking forward to that. If you have some baggage from your old relationship, and you're bringing it to the new, or you seem to have the same problems that... From one relationship to the next or patterns I'm very interested in patterns of behavior especially as it relates to relationships and you see these patterns often people will say why am I attracted to this particular person or this type of a person the bad boy for example or somebody who cheats uh, or somebody who may be seeing somebody else and I have some interesting emails around that Uh, and of course I'm going to go through your emails and who is the best type of person that we should end up with and and what what should be the precursor to dating Somebody or getting somebody, or having, being in a relationship with a particular person. I know you think I was going to say getting somebody in bed, but that's not true. Um, anyway, I also wanted to talk a little bit about Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, she is the iconic uh, actress from. Uh, Sex in the City. And you wouldn't think that she wasn't a feminist, but she came out this week in the hottest dress I have ever seen in my entire life on the cover of Cosmo magazine. I rarely get jealous, but I was really jealous of not only the dress, but how she rocked it. She knocked it out of the park. It's a fabulous dress. The dress cost $1,600, which is a little too rich for my pocketbook. So I'm a bit of a sewer. So I'm going to create a facsimile out of that dress, save myself probably $1,500. The most I ever paid for a dress was $900. And I'm certain that I was on crack, but I did justify the purchase, which is what we guilty Irish Catholics do all the time. As I wore that dress nine times in nine different cities, I wore it to bed. I wore it for headshots. I wore it whenever I could at the supermarket, played golf in it. Um, slept in it. And finally, a friend said, take that dress off and never wear it again. And, and I realized in my, uh, I, I came to my senses. And I hung that in its rightful place in the closet. We women can spend a little bit too much on on clothing. Uh, one of our weaknesses, one of the many. Uh, thank you all to, for your emails. Last week, I read to you an email, uh, a hate mail that I got. I usually get love letters, and I got hate mail. And uh, so many people took the time, which was really sweet, I thought, and very thoughtful, to say, do not worry about Carol. Carol was the writer of the email who said that I, at my show disgusted her and the website and the commercials and the work that I do disgusted her. And uh, so, so many people uh, took to their computers and took the time to email me and say, don't worry about her, even if a leprechaun dropped a pot of gold. Um, By her feet, she wouldn't be happy. That was one of my favorite ones. Um, Or, you know, love the work that you're doing. Really uh, like the fresh approach and the, um, I'll have to go back and and read one of them. It was a little little borderline. But anyway, but this one I appreciate as well. I do appreciate feedback. So feel free to email me anytime, sexdoc at cknw.com. And Irwin wrote, I think Erwin is a bit of a serious guy, but Irwin wrote, Maureen, I like listening to your show, but slow down on your laughing way too much on tonight's show. I know, um, I laugh a lot and sometimes I get off on people laughing because I'm laughing. So I know I have a problem with laughing. Irwin. I'm going to try and curb that tonight for you. Uh, I hope you've noticed that I've curbed it already. Because I'm really trying. But it takes two to three months, Erwin, to change behavior. But I'm definitely, I do take all the feedback. And I, I love feedback. I think feedback is a gift. So thank you all so much uh, for all of your emails. And uh, Luke, meet behind the technical production of this show. So thank you very much. For thank you, Maureen. Glad to have you back here doing that. Uh, couldn't do it without you. Well, glad to be back. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Um, so when I come back, we're going to get into some of the reasons why the divorce rate in Calgary increases during stampede time. And what are some of the other issues that, that people face in their relationships? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday night sex show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm a registered nurse, expert. I host this show, the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. So thanks for being here with me, everybody. Always great to be here with you, and it's always my pleasure. Um, So I was talking about uh, the stampede and why the divorce rate goes up. People let things down in Calgary and at the stampede when uh when they go there and of course alcohol can fuel some of this as well um but fairway divorce solution gets 50 percent more calls at this time of year from people seeking help in splitting up they say that the calls are more aggressive and during the stampede because the people want it done now and some of the people will say that they see especially the waitresses who were interviewed um will see a lot of married men flirting and lying. They'll take off their wedding bands and slip them in their pocket, especially if the conversation is going well. This is not limited to men. Women pretend that they're not married at Stampede. Also, um, people feel it's a time for free drinks. They also may overspend because that can go along with heavy drinking as well. And of course, finances can be a tipping point for some couples. And these are very common issues in many relationships. But at the moment, I have Bill on the line. Hello, Bill. Oh, hello, Bill. Hello? Hello, Bill.
1: Yeah, hi there. Yeah, are, are we live?
0: you are you're we're live, yes, oh, Bill. Yeah. No,
1: I was just wondering, on the show, I mean, I, I've only listened to it a, <coughs> a few times, but do you um, ever um, hook people up on the show or not?
0: What a great idea. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I would love to, actually. <laughs> In fact, that's one of my dreams, is to start a dating site. Uh, I take it, would you like to be uh, fixed up?
1: Well, yeah, I, I suffer from a uh, a pain condition, um, but I'm so you know I'm not really into the nightclubs or anything like that. <clears throat> but I'm very athletic, um, and I'm having a hard time finding uh, people, <clears throat> uh, women in Vancouver. And I know there was that uh, you know report in the news recently that people are finding it more difficult <clears throat> to meet up with other people. So I'm looking for something sort of casual. You know, simple, maybe like a friends with benefits type thing. <clears throat> but I don't know if that's something that, that you would do on the show. So I just thought I'd call in.
0: How about friends with privileges? No, I'm just kidding. I heard yeah. that term. Somebody messed it up today. They said friends with privileges instead of friends with benefits. Um, You know, friends with benefits, we're getting a little risque there. But did you listen to the show last week by any chance? Yeah, I did. Did you hear that into the lifestyle mm. couple?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, there are 10,000 members there. And not everybody goes there to exchange partners, but often people will go there just to meet people as well. They happen to be naked and everybody's having sex, but no, um, right off the bat, no, 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 that's not it. But you can actually meet people. People hang back, and and it's also, they like to call it a meetup. And so there would be thousands of people or hundreds of people at each one of those events, and, you know, the chances of meeting somebody are, are much greater.
1: Okay, great. That sounds great. It's called In the Lifestyle? Into
0: the Lifestyle. Into
1: the Lifestyle, Okay.
0: Well, good luck to you, Bill, and thanks for your call. You didn't want to win the tickets, hey?
1: Uh, no, that's okay. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Have a great night. Thanks for your call. That is a little bit of a dream of mine, is to set up a dating site, because I feel that I uh, can suss people out really well, and I can connect them, and I, and I also judge them. <laughs> I think, hmm, how come you're with him? Why is she with him? Why is he with her? Why is she... With she. Why is why are those two guys together? They just don't seem to match. But there's a reason for that. Apparently, the some of the best relationships are those where you began as friends. And so as friends, I mean, we're we're pretty shallow. I, I admit to that myself. But we're a pretty shallow society. And it's all really about looks and appearances. But even It's really about the neurochemistry of attraction, but when you start out as friends and then you fall in love with somebody, that's why you often see kind of mismatched appearances according to one research study I was reading this week. I wanted to get to this email that I received because I think it addresses a lot of questions about relationships. Dear Maureen, I am in a relationship with a man that I thought I would never have feelings for. It started out as hanging out, where we could just talk for hours. We established a very good friendship before we actually did the dirty deed. He wanted to have sex right from the start, but I held off for a month. You're probably thinking, what is wrong with this picture, as it would all seem so perfect? Here's the problem. He has a long-term girlfriend, and I do not feel the least bit badly about this." I am able to compartmentalize and never think about her. This being, I have fallen in love with him. It is so painful. My heart is broken. To make matters worse, my friends are judging me and him left, right, and center. One friend suggested I tell his girlfriend what he is doing. I never knew love could hurt so much. Is there any help for me? It's a very complex situation and also a very common situation. Many people will not tell others that they are married or that they are in a relationship when in fact they are. There's a lot of issues here, Uh, getting into a relationship with somebody that you knowingly uh, that you know is in a relationship. So denial, again, is another emotion that comes into play here. Denial to think that, you know, you can be friends, that you can talk for hours. Is that appropriate? Um, to become that friendly with somebody else's man, if you will. Um, then, by, by the same token, all is fair in love and war. Um, I gather he's not breaking up with this long-term uh, girlfriend that he has and that it's getting very difficult because now that she has fallen in love with him, uh, it's difficult to realize you know, that he may be just hardwired this way. That he may be somebody who needs to have um, a, one woman here and one woman there. Or maybe he has another woman somewhere else. But it's love is painful. Love is uh, has its ups and downs for sure. And, and that's that really defines love. To make matters worse, where she says her friends are judging her and him left, right, and center, well, you cannot worry about what anybody else says whatsoever. It's, it's your life, and it's your relationship, and it's your decision to do what you want to do. The friend who suggested that you tell his girlfriend what he is doing, why, uh, may I ask? It's actually not your business to tell the girlfriend what he is doing. On the one hand, on the other hand, uh, it, it depends what you decide to do here um, and that's a very difficult thing uh, to do. So that would cause a lot more grief and pain, and that may not benefit you in the end. I mean, I understand that women need to support women, and I think men do that better than women do, but I'm not sure if that's going to have the outcome that any of your friends would want. They're probably a little bit annoyed, and they're probably projecting as well, um, but love for sure can hurt very much, and uh, and that's very Difficult, but it is a good idea to be friends before you date. Um, you know, sometimes dating is fantastic; it's awesome. It feels like you know you're lagging behind in the superficial Olympics. But um, other times, as you try to win that romance race, or especially the online dating, and and from what I understand, there are so many people that put so many different uh, truths and lies all over the online dating world. Um, but it's Great to be friends with somebody because then you have a good, solid relationship. Somebody that you can talk to because sometimes at the end of your life, that's all you're going to have is somebody that you can talk to that may... Be the only thing left is conversation. I hope not, being a sex expert. But the uh, researchers from the University of Texas at Austin and Northwestern University brought in 167 dating and married couples and asked them how long they had known their partner and how long they'd been romantically involved. The difference between each length of time was considered the period during which the couples were friends or acquaintances before dating. And so the couples were interviewed on camera, and they were to uh, be rated by a team of coders who could scientifically rate how physically attractive they thought each person in the couple was on a scale of minus three, which was very unattractive, to three, which was very attractive. Um, So to make sure one's partner's attractiveness wasn't influencing the coder's perceptions, the researchers had a second team of raiders judge, so they really went uh, to town doing this. And so the findings, uh, th- presumably we're going to think the people were conventionally attractive uh, since they received more or less of the same uh, reaction from a large group of people with regard to their looks. Um, both of the methods of rating the attractiveness, they did another one as well, where they can only see one person at a time yielded similar results. So they were basically looking at these couples, seeing how attractive they were. Everybody was on the same page in terms of their attractiveness, and the findings were that the couples were divided about evenly between those who were friends before dating, 40%, and those who were not, 41%. The other 20% of responses of respondents either didn't answer the question or gave different answers from their partners about, what, about whether or not they were friends before dating. So here's some free advice for you. Communication is key in any relationship. But the main finding was couples who were friends before dating tended to have a bigger attractiveness gap. In other words, they may not be that good-looking, but it uh, looks like we're going to have to be going to a break, and I'm going to have to wrap that up when I come back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen. I'm the host of this Sunday night sex show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for staying with me. I was talking about the shallow world in which we live. And if you feel like you're, there are other more beautiful people in the world that may uh, not mean that you can't get the good-looking guy or the good-looking girl. Uh, yes, we live in a shallow world that values appearances, but according to this research study that I talked about at the University of Austin and Northwestern University, the longer you took to know somebody, the better there were uh, longer uh, uh There's more reliability on unique, idiosyncratic desirability. So it's not just about looks. Uh, You often see people that are mismatched uh, according to their physical attractiveness or uh, some other reason. You think they just don't go together, yet they get along and they they have a great relationship, and that means that they have actually uh, taken a little bit more time to level the playing field, get to know the partner. So longer acquaintance lengths, So being a friend first tend to feature romantic impressions that may benefit a relationship. So that is a great idea for you as well. So don't give up. It's not just about looks in this world. And often you hear people say, I wasn't even attracted to him when I first saw him. I thought he was pretty homely. And then I got to know him and he was such a nice guy and he was kind and generous and he used all the right words with me, focused on me and... Um, so all of that uh, can be very beneficial as well. You can give me a call at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell because Riley Ng is performing at the Edgewater Casino next Sunday night, and I have a couple of tickets for that. It's a must-see. He formerly uh, was on stage with The Temptations. He's a seasoned performer, and he's fantastic. So it's July 18th at the Edgewater Casino. Give me a call for those tickets. You can pick them up at the door. Uh, I promised you that I would bring you a sex and romance coach, and I have done just that. And I'm very honored and pleased to have Scarlett Wild. She is a sex-positive sex educator and transformational romance coach. Her background includes over a decade as a professional escort from which she created the pleasurable safer sex technique and dating safely courses today she uses her hands-on experience combined with numerous coaching trainings to help people custom craft their romantic lives and have the most scorching hot sex they can dream of and she has a website www.scarletwildwylde.com and also www.yourextraordinaryromance.com and she's on the line with me hello scarlet Hi, Maureen. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Fantastic. So a $900 dress, huh? <laughs> yes, I admit I am Maureen McGrath, and I am a fashion alcoholic. <laughs> Fashion-aholic. <laughs> um, yes. uh, no, I think
2: that's like extreme self-care.
0: Absolutely, I mean, yes. You, know,
2: you have to splurge on yourself once in a while.
0: I have no guilt. I have none whatsoever. No, not at all. Uh, well, I'm so excited to have a sex and romance coach on the line. I've been telling people about it. And uh, tonight we're going to focus on uh, some of the baggage that people bring to relationships and uh, why that can be detrimental and what why it's important that people deal with the baggage, especially from previous relationships. And that's, that's where you come in. That's how you coach people. Is that Correct.
2: I am very much into the transformational side of things uh, because, you know, most everybody, you know, has a wish list about a partner. Um, I help people get a little more, a little deeper clarity about that because I think it's important. Um, But one of the biggest things I love is helping people clear, get a clean slate before they go into something new. And that gives the relationship a much higher probability of, of being a happier, healthier, more successful, possible long-term relationship.
0: Okay, so you having a, a decade or over a decade as a professional escort, I imagine you have uh, talked to, uh, coached, and, and dealt with intimacy issues with a number of people. And so absolutely, h- how does this experience translate into the work that you do today? So
2: obviously I learned a lot about human sexuality.
0: <laughs> I imagine you uh, yeah, did. Also, You've got one up on me cool, by I the way. It. I may have the dress but you have the experience.
2: <laughs> yeah gosh I'm trying to think. Yeah I don't know how much my expenses. I, I, my, my bad thing is shoes or my my splurge is shoes so you know I, I can I can get expensive shoes. But I digress. So um, that experience Taught me a lot about sexuality, and it also taught me about um, when I would go to see couples, I would see how little communication they had about what kind of experience they wanted to have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes I would just have to give their money back and leave. You know, it's like you guys have had no conversation about your boundaries, and this is going to cause a huge fight later, so I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to excuse myself and not be a catalyst for, for drama. And then, of course, a lot of the a lot of the clients were married men. And so I got to hear a lot about, you know, why they were unhappy in their marriage or why they were unhappy in their sex life. Or, and and
0: why were they? What were some of the top what were some of the top reasons they were unhappy in their marriages?
2: Uh well a lot of them are traveling business people who are just on the road all the time. So I know, you know that's going to put a huge stress on your marriage. You so, know, unless you you are a certain type of person, most most people that's not their idea of a relationship. Only being with their partner half of the week.
0: So they're, lo- so, they're idea, fine. so they're lonely. So they're lonely.
2: But they're lonely, and then the you know I think when they go home, they you know the the wife may be angry because she's been alone all week, she's been with the kids, she's been holding down the fort, and then he gets home and he wants sex, and she's like, no.
0: <laughs> I've been having it with the, the neighbor. Model. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: it could, could be but you know a lot of it was just uh lack of intimacy in the marriages um a lot of them were a lot of them were divorced actually there were there were, there were a lot of cases of divorces and they would just say you know my first marriage failed because I was on the road so much so i i haven't even had time to even try to start a relationship uh, some of them were just staying single you know because of that So, you know, I had a lot of conversations with people and I thought
0: one thing I want to say, Scarlett, um, I want to talk about the parachute effect, because I think in today's world, a lot of uh, spouses uh, travel for work, travel for business. And so they may be gone for a week or two, especially if it's the man who travels. He's gone for a week or two or three weeks or, you know, a month and then returns back in after the the wife slash mother has been managing the home and dealing with the kids and doing everything and and they've talked to me about this parachute effect both men and women that they land back in the home parachute in and it's like who's this stranger what are you coming here and and you know want, having needs and desires and interrupting you know our well-oiled machine here so it takes them a few days if not even a week depending on how long they've traveled to get back in the swing of things if you will
2: I I have not actually heard of that particular um, that particular phrase, but that makes total sense, you know and. You know, if, if you've been left alone, and this would go for either a male or female partner, if you've been left alone with the kids and you're, you know, dealing with just everyday life, and, and a lot of people have this idea that, that business travel is a vacation. I can assure everyone that it is not, you know, but to the partner who's left at home dealing with all the day-to-day stuff, you know, it can kind of seem like, oh, well, you know, you were out. Well, let's be real. Let's <laughs> be real, Scarlett. No,
0: it's fun to travel for business. Let's be real. It can be fun to travel for business. It can be, you know, when you're slogging at home with the kids and the fevers and you're up at night and the homework and the whole thing, you know, heading off to the Four Seasons in New York City doesn't sound like a bad thing or um, other hotels and the ability to just be a free thinker and be on your own and do what you want to do, work out, go shopping, whatever. I mean, it can That's be not
2: the feedback that I get for most. That's yeah, maybe, but for most, like especially people that it's a tradition, it's a regular part of their job. You're, you know, one hotel looks like another, one airport looks like another. They're usually working round the clock while they're there. This they is might true get to go to a couple restaurants. You know, it's really not. It's not fun and glamorous. It's not like they're going and they get to have fun. They usually go without sleep, and they're seeing you know hotel rooms, office space, airport. Maybe a restaurant or two, and and
0: that's it. That's true, and I you know, have to think really about truckers. Yeah. yeah, and you think about truckers who are traveling, and all sorts of people who might be staying in in less than five star hotels. Anyway, um, not sure. not that uh, or traveling in you know remote areas or something. It can be difficult. So uh, we're going to go to break right now, Scarlett. And um, but when I come back, I want to talk about how you would actually coach a couple who has is having difficulty with intimacy, or is in a sexless marriage, or having or feeling lonely. I hope you stay with me. Thanks for listening. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. Thanks for staying with me here at the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I have a couple of tickets to give away, and I have Jackie on the line. Who wants the tickets? Hello, Jackie. Oh, hi there. How are you? Hey, thanks. Great great show. I've been listening the whole time. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, so you want to go see Riley Ng perform at the Edgewater Casino? Yeah, of course. Fantastic. So you've won the two tickets then. Thank you
2: very much. I can pick them up where?
0: You're very welcome. You can actually pick them up at Will Call. But if you hang on the line, Luke, the technical producer, will take your information. Thank you. All right. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Okay. Welcome back once again. Thanks so much for being here with me. Scarlet Wild is a sex and romance coach, both of which are extremely important in a relationship. She has tremendous experience as a professional escort, uh, for one, and has also developed a number of pleasurable safer sex technique and dating safely courses. And thanks so much for staying with me, Scarlett. Of course. Glad to be here. Wonderful. Okay. So these couples that you coach and that are having problems, whether they're not having sex or they've gotten out of the habit of having sex, they lack intimacy, they're lonely. How is it that you work with some of these couples? What are some of the techniques that you oh. use? I understand you use hands-on okay, techniques.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't use hands-on techniques anymore. Um, there's special training that you can get to be a body coach, someone who does interact physically with people. Um, I haven't had that training yet, so I don't go there. All of my coaching is, is talk coaching at this point. And actually, we've wandered into an area that I don't actually deal with at this time. So with couples, my until I get more training specifically in couples, I'm actually only – uh, only treating or, or helping couples who are are still very much in love and they're still happy they just want to kind of spice up their sex oh life. The fantastic kind of that you're yeah the kind of couple that you're talking about um i would actually i just i, I just met a, a wonderful woman named marla mattinson um and she loves helping couples that are in distress and so i would refer someone like that, that to, to someone that I knew could better handle that. Situation. Okay. This is unusual
0: for me because most of the couples that I see in my practice or most of the patients are actually in a loveless or sexless relationship. There are very few in my practice, even over the last 12 to 14 years, that are actually happy and having great sex. I mean, it's really probably 5%. So I do have a skewed view. So this is great. So for the couples that are having, that have, are in a committed relationship, have a great relationship, you help them to take it to new heights.
2: Right. Or if someone, I had a couple once and they were, they were great fun. They, had been together for five years they were engaged they still very much loved each other but they just found that they were had they weren't having a lot of sex and they weren't having any luck handling it themselves so they called me in and i went and i, I sat with them for an hour and a half and um gave them a, a worksheet to go through and then we went through it and it was fantastic because i could tell that they learned so much about themselves
0: But what are some of the things scarlet that you teach them what are some what, what would be well, some of the things is. on that list
2: well, this is, this is like a great example. So a, a lot of times we send out what we feel like are clear signals about when we're ready to, to be romantic, and, but we also discuss these signals. And women are really notorious for this. We're, we're very subtle, and we pick up on subtle cues. And so one of the things I asked, I said, you know, to the to the woman, I said, you know, how do you, how would he know that you're interested in having sex? And she said, well, if we're going out for friend with friends, and it was just a really, it's a really casual thing, but I spend a really long time getting ready, and I really like do my makeup and my hair. That's how he would know I wanted to have sex. And it was so hysterical because the look on his face was just, I could tell him going through the files and trying to figure out all the times he had missed. (laughs) <laughs> not being able to have sex with her. And then to her, these signals were so clear, she felt rejected that he hadn't picked up on them. But he really just had no clue. Men are not wired to pick up these subtle signals. And so, you know, I coached her and I said, well, you know, what are what are some more overt things that you could do? And sometimes women aren't as comfortable being overt sexually. And so I coached her about what, what she could do that would, would still would be obvious enough to him, but would still keep her in her comfort zone. So that was one of the things, and it was really funny because when I asked him, I said, you know, well, how do you let her know, you know, you want sex? And he said, oh, I turn on the Playboy channel. <laughs> it was just such a great example of how different men and women are. Women are very subtle, and men will hit you over the head with a hammer. Absolutely. And so <laughs> and I so I coached him on, well, you know, what are some more romantic ways that you might you know, let her know that you want to be intimate with her. So that's, you know, just a huge thing. Most most of our sex stuff really goes back, well, a lot of it goes back to communication, and a lot of it goes back to knowing ourselves and processing our stuff so that it's not coming up in strange ways.
0: Absolutely, and it can yeah. go back to the family of origin and how we were educated and uh Uh, our cultural background, uh, and there's so much that relates to it. Well, it's tremendous work that you do, Scarlett. Thank you so much for joining me. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I'll definitely have you back as we can talk about some of those pleasurable techniques that, um, that you have developed, some of those programs. It's great. Thank you very much.
2: Perfect. Thank you. You're... I would love for people to uh, to call, get custom consultations for the Extraordinary Romance Program, help you custom dot design your modern fairy tale. And, and Maureen, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. And you do Skype interviews, don't you, or Skype counseling? Yes, I
2: do Skype counseling or phone, whatever is easiest. If someone is in the Atlanta area and they want to, you know, set up a meeting, I'm open to discussing that as well. But most stuff can be resolved over the phone or Skype.
0: Wonderful. Excellent. Thank you so much. I'm sure you'll get a number of calls. All right. When I come back, I'm going to tell you what I have learned from men. It's pretty easy because they are to the point. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath your host. I'm a registered nurse expert. I have a clinical practice here at Crossroads Clinic in Vancouver. I also see patients in North Vancouver as well, so you can Google me or go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca, if you want to make an appointment. I do a tremendous amount of speaking around the province, and I have just finished my 31st talk today of this season, which kind of extended a little bit long into the summer. Uh, I spoke at the BC Humanist Association today. And that was really interesting. Um, So it was all about sexuality and sex and... uh how to have it, how to have it better, and also around testosterone and, and all sorts of medical aspects of sex. Because I had a patient in my office this week who, when I asked her if she was sexually active, she said she hadn't gotten over the fact that the doctor had asked her that last week, and she was so embarrassed and so nervous to talk about it and, and to give the answer that she had not, in fact, been sexually active with her husband for the past decade. Um, and she just felt tremendous guilt and shame about it and even giving the answer. And I said, you know, we're just asking because we want to learn or understand if there's a medical problem that belies that issue. And as it turned out, she wasn't even certain if her husband had, was capable of having erections. They were around 60 years old. Uh, she said that they were intimate. And I said, well, you know, can you feel when you're hugging that he, uh, gets hit? He attains an erection, and she said, well, that's not how they were intimate. It was more like, hello, honey, I'm home, a little kiss on the cheek. So there was no intimacy as I would or somebody else may think of what intimacy is. So um, it's, it's very different. No two people are alike in terms of sexuality and sex, uh, and there's lots to learn and to understand, and it's really from whence you come No pun intended. But it's difficult to be a man these days as well. This couple never communicated at all, and I think that a lot of men lack confidence, which I actually happen to think is the sexiest thing about men, is... uh uber confidence in fact not arrogance but just confident to uh, be able to make a decision uh... be self-confident in that decision shoot from the hip get to the point not overthink things and these are some of the things that i really appreciate in men but i think today it's difficult to be a man because men are usually in the wrong they're under this incessant attack for moral failings which i don't necessarily think is always true Way they have designed rape culture, manspreading and mansplaining. It's in short, it's really difficult to be a man and to behave appropriately or to not uh, speak as from a sexist point of view or everything that is said or maybe a compliment to a woman can be misconstrued as sexual harassment. So Some people might think the world would be a better place if men acted like women, but I don't agree. I think we have a lot to learn from men, and I have learned a tremendous amount from men, especially in business. Because effectively, I am a businesswoman. I I have a clinical practice. Yes, I'm a registered nurse. Yes, some people expect me to see them for free. I am in private practice. Uh, But some people expect because I'm a nurse that I wouldn't charge them. But, you know, yes, I may charge you, but this is probably more female centric. I charge you on the one end, but I save you money on the other end and I'll save you 10 times as much money. Uh, on another end, um, for my advice. Anyway, it's it's more the way women think, which isn't necessarily fantastic. I I remember... Um, one time I was uh, working I'd been hired a, a man and myself had been hired for a particular contract and the end of every month, I lamented about that invoice that I was going to send and it was budgeted for twenty hours a month and and I would take 25 hours sometimes to do the work and I'd think, oh, maybe they only think I work ten hours and Cheryl uh, Sandberg talks about this in her book and uh maybe I should just charge this and maybe I should charge that and in the end um you know, the fellow said to me, listen, they budgeted this amount. I charge from the minute I leave my house to the minute I get home. They've allotted this amount for you. I mean, he gave me great advice. Know your worth. And I mean, basically doubled my uh, pay, my uh, income that during that contract. And it made my drafting my invoices a whole lot easier um anyway so i i love that about men that men do not volunteer they know their worth and they will not work unless they're going to get paid and i've had that advice from many many men men don't hold grudges men don't talk about their male colleagues and friends in the way that women do men are focused and persistent they have no problem being assertive which is what i love women will uh you know, will not ask for a raise. Um, we'll, we'll ask uh, questions of, you know, the important people in our lives. You know, do you feel like taking out the garbage? Or would you mind doing this for me? Whereas men will be like, take out the garbage. The garbage needs to go out. Um, you know, it's just more, uh, more direct. The problem solvers, that can be a problem as well, because sometimes we just want men to listen to us. But women are so worried about appear- uh, appearing obnoxious and overbearing or bossy, so we sound meek and apologetic. I know I was playing tennis with a woman and she apologized for every single shot she took. And I had to finally say, please stop apologizing anyway, uh, because it was really interfering with the game. But nonetheless, there's so much value and there's so much we can learn from men, especially as women get into the business world. And so take their good advice. And I've certainly uh, had that. We're coming to the end of the show. I want to let you know tomorrow, no, no Tuesday night, sorry, Tuesday night, I will be on with Heather Hutchinson, Tiny Bubbles Radio, CJSR in... Uh, Edmonton and uh, you can go to cjsr.com we're going to be talking about low sexual desire in women for two hours anyway we can talk for two weeks about that you can always go to my website www.backtothebedroom.ca follow me on twitter or tweet me at back the number two the bedroom I really love all of your emails thank you so much you can email me or you can come and see me in my clinical practice in order to em- to see me or to have me present just email me at nurse talk at hotmail.com. When you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.